friend, I'm Rye Myers, your Broadway and Entertainment BFF, and thank you so much for listening to Live with Rye, the podcast. After launching Live with Rye in the fall of 2020 as a digital live stream talk show on YouTube and in the height of the pandemic, and after literally almost everyone calling my digital talk show your podcast, I figured it was finally time to put these episodes in podcast form. So here you go. These episodes, which you will listen to, are from over the last two years, starting from fall 2020 through the beginning of 2022, so some of these episodes may focus on topics and events that have already occurred. Consider it your official Throwback Thursday podcast, if you will. But, my dear friend, that's not all. Stay tuned for exclusive new weekly interviews with some of the best and brightest names in the Broadway, pop culture, and entertainment business, because I am your Broadway and entertainment BFF after all, and I have interviewed some of the biggest names in show business from Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony Award winners, so you definitely will want to stay tuned to see who I have next. I hope you get value out of this podcast, and so as they all say before every podcast episode, please subscribe to this podcast on Apple. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and make sure to leave a rating and review. But I ask that you please leave a kind review and rating. And listen, if you didn't like an episode, the world does not need more of your negativity, so just don't leave a review then. Anyway, enjoy the podcast and let me know who you'd like to hear. XOXO, Rye Myers, talk show host, producer, and your Broadway and entertainment BFF. Enjoy the episode. And with that, let's welcome my very special guest, the incredibly talented, the kind, the person who made me look so god darn fabulous for those photos you see on my social media and my website, the incredible Michael Kushner. Hi. Hey, Michael. Hi. Hi. How, How are, are you? you? <laughs> I'm love. How about you? I'm doing well. Just, you know, I'm sitting on the floor because I didn't want to sit at my desk and uh, just, you know, I, I wanted a change of scene. So I'm I'm feeling connected to the earth right now as I sit my butt on the floor. I love that. I love that you've changed positions. It's always great to change it up a little bit, you know, sit on the floor instead of the desk, sit on the desk instead of the floor. I love the change up. Thank you. For those who don't know, um, if you were, have been with me since the beginning, Michael Kushner was one of my first guests, my very first guest um, with him, Ashley Kate Adams and um, Kimberly Faye Greenberg. They were on to talk about their multi-hyphen Hypefinite Workshop, which we'll talk about later, multi-hype. Um, but so it's so great to have you back, Michael, to talk to you about your career. Oh my gosh, thank you. It's it's a, always a joy to spend time with you. So I'm very excited for this. Thank you. Well, so let's get started. How did you get started in your photography journey? And did you have any idea that it would become what it is today and be one of your many uh, multi-hyphenates? The... Um... The, this question always makes me laugh because I always give an answer that people are like, okay. Um, I was just doing photos literally for alcohol. <laughs> I It was my senior year of college and I had a camera and underclassmen needed headshots. And I was like, great, $50 a pop. And then it would get me like, you know, a handle of vodka for the weekend. I was a senior in college, you know? Right. And, but then people were like, no, 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 I love these pictures. You should continue to do that. And I was like, okay. So when I moved to the city um, and I had my for now job, you know, I was washing people's hands at a skincare store called Saban. And um, I was going to EPAs and ECCs and appointments for auditions. And then, um, then I was also like, you know, photographing friends with them. Um, a uh, like a bed sheet, you know, stapled to the wall. 
and just sort of like practicing and teaching myself. And then lo and behold, I started putting myself on Instagram and I would have like a friend be like, I want to photo, I want to get photographed by you. Then other people were like, yeah, I do too. The next thing you know, I started getting people I didn't know messaging me or emailing me being like, what are your rates? And I was like, rates, I should figure that out. Shouldn't I? <laughs> and, um, I should make a website. And then all of a sudden people started to uh, ask me to photograph and I had switched jobs, you know, for now jobs to make rent in, uh, in that time. And I remember like, it was like one photo shoot a week and then it became two and then it became one a day. And then it tried cramming two in a day before my, my, um, my shift. And then next thing you know, I was like constantly showing up late to my shift. And I was like, you know what? I think it's time I quit. I think I'm going to do this full time. And I've been doing photography as my main source of income um, for about six years now. Wow. It's wild, right? It's a wild story. That is wild. That is crazy. And, for, you know, he's talking about shooting people and people loving it. If you are watching and you see in the right-hand corner of your screen, the live with <laughs> that beautiful little circle, that photo right there, ladies and gentlemen, and any, um, and for those of watching, for those folks watching, um, if you go on my website or my social media, all those beautiful photos you see are from the one and only Michael Kushner. So he does just incredible Thank work. You. He's so talented. That's very, very sweet of you. I, I really love the photos that you picked. So good job. Thank you. Well, it's great. Well, so one of the things that you've done with photography is you've started the Dressing Room Project. Yeah. Um, what have you learned um, from doing the Dressing Room Project, from the actors you've shot that you found interesting? Was there something that you learned from each of them that they had in common or that they shared that you learned in your time in doing dressing room project? Yeah, that's a cool question. Um, all right, let's break that down. What's the first part you wanted to know? Uh, yes, what did you learn um, yes. from actors you have shot that yeah. you found interesting in okay. the project series? So I just want to say dressing room project started because I had a professor in college, Mary Corsaro, who basically called me out of my senioritis and was like, you're being lazy. And I was like, how, she's like, you need to work on your preparation skills. And I was like, okay. So when I moved to the city, I was like, how do other people prepare? Maybe I can make something, like create something out of this. So I asked my friend um, who was in disaster at the time and was like, can I, uh, can I bring my camera backstage while you prepare? And he was like, sure. And I didn't get any of the right permission. I just sort of w went with him backstage, which is a big no-no. But I got really cool photos of Travis Kent backstage of Disaster. And I posted them and some people really loved them. And next thing you know, uh, I started uh, going from show to show to show basically and, um, and photographing actors prepping for the roles of Broadway. And it was, it's, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. And um, I would say like my, my favorite experience certainly was, uh, was was photographing Brittany Johnson, the first Black Linda she prepared to go on. Mm -hmm. um, that whole thing was a roller coaster. It was like, I found out and I like canceled a plan. And I was with her from the beginning to the moment that she was clipped in the bubble. And then I actually was able to see the show as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was really incredible to see like the magic happening backstage and then ingest it with the audience. So it was, that was really cool. It was a once in a lifetime opportunity. 
truthfully, once in a lifetime oh. opportunity. Oh, I bet. That is just incredible. Did Is there uh, a routine or ritual that you found that they all shared or in common or? No, everything is different. That's a really good question. Every single thing is different. Some some photo shoots are really exciting because the ritual the rituals are based in the tech aspect. So it's like they have a really intricate makeup design or they have an intricate costume. Um, some are very pedestrian where it's literally they put on a t-shirt, they do no physical warm-up, they do no vocal warm-up, mm -hmm. and it's just us like sitting there sort of looking in the mirror for like an hour, like 30 minutes to an hour and just sort of like talking as human beings. And I get like, you know, I get like 10 usable photos, which is cool because like, they're not really different. Um, and some experiences I'm not allowed past half hour. And it's just every experience is different. And so the, I'm going to be very honest, the, the ones where I, and it sounds like I'm like being like whining, but the whole idea is that I'm photographing the actor's preparation from start to finish, right? To the moment that they go on stage. And I have worked with so many different press reps and they're lovely and amazing and they get me whatever access I can get. But sometimes I'm not allowed to be um, backstage past half hour. And it's like, yeah, beggars can't be choosers, but when I'm only able to like photograph a mic going on, what does that tell the audience? So some shows like I leave at half hour and I'm like, I got you in a sock. So like, okay. But, um, but everyone is different. My favorite thing that like, for instance, like I learned about like Charlotte Dembois counts mm -hmm. on her fingers in a certain way before she enters on stage. And, um, you know, like, uh, Robin Herter has a physical warm up before um, before Moulin Rouge and has a whole bar set up in the uh, dressing room, which is like this thing called Barnini. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm trying to think, like my favorites are like come from away, right? Like the camaraderie and come from away, like everyone loves each other back there. And it's just, every prep is different. Some are very, very, um, within and private and physical and then they see each other when they're on stage and others are all about the ensemble and the family so it's really everyone is very different that's really exciting um, <laughs> i love wow i love that and i i think it's so awesome that you get to capture all of that and those moments are so special one of the things this has led to is uh the new new theater magazine called encore monthly uh which was just released uh, a few months ago. You were in their second issue. That was a big spread. Uh, the dressing room project was featured, and you were your photo of I believe it was Bradley Gibson as Simba was on the front cover. You had a whole spread in the magazine. What was that experience like? Oh my God! It's you know I can't believe it. I can't believe I'm saying the words these words. But Joan Marcus actually recommended me. Um, she said because Joan Marcus and I have become friends over the about year and a half because she was um she actually became like a covid friend because i've always loved her um her work her work has been plastered on my bedroom walls and you know in my cast albums and everything and for those of you that listening that are like who's joan marcus joan marcus is basically you know a you know a um uh photo of a Broadway show, chances are Joan Mar Marcus took it. And she has an honorary Tony and she's just really brilliant. 
And um, she was my first guest on one of my podcasts, um, my Broadway memory. She was my first guest along with Brittany Johnson. Uh, and uh, she was awesome to have. But then I did a huge photo campaign with Broadway for Biden that she took part in where I photographed her. And she has a Frenchie, I have a Frenchie, and we wound up just sort of like really staying in touch and talking. And she is one of the most lovely people I've ever met in my life. And I really can't believe it, but she she uh, she recommended that the dressing room project gets a, a spread and the cover. And I was just gobsmacked. I mean, I can't believe, you know, that that is a, uh, that Joan Marcus would would do that. It was amazing. Wow, what what a great person and great friend. And I'm so glad she recommended you because that was uh, that was just if, if if you have not gotten signed up for Encore Monthly, I definitely recommend it. But if yeah. you can pick up a copy of I think it was the March April edition, just to read your stories about your process and it made me really nostalgic actually, just to yeah, just see it, you know, it's I miss I miss that experience, you know. I do. I really miss the experience of like Go like I get butterflies every single time that mm -hmm. I that I show up in a Broadway sh house because of the history there and like I'm you know it's very fly by the seat of my my pants because there is no time to test lighting. It's very sometimes I'm meeting these people for the first time. Sometimes it's some of my closest friends. So like um, you know I I the conversation starts and they're already prepping and I have to go right into it. And there's no time to rehearse. There's no time to plan. There's no time for anything. So I, I get butterflies. I always get really, really excited because, um, you know, and, and it's really cool to start to get to know the theater so, so intimately. Like, you know, as I photographed at the Marquee Theater a few times and I photographed at the Longacre a few times, I sort of can at least um, prep my camera because the lighting backstage is very different at the Long Acre than it is at the Marquee. The, um, I believe, you know, in the dressing rooms of the Long Acre, there are more tungsten lamps, which means it's warmer. And then um, in the back, in backstage of the Marquee, there are more um, LED lights. So every theater is different, just like every actor, just like every prep shoot, every theater is different too, which is really cool. That is really cool. I I love, I love it. Um, oh, so what, uh, what does it take to get the right shot? And is there uh, something people should know when they shoot with you casually for a photo shoot? That's really sweet. Um, so we're still talking about dressing room project. Yeah. Uh, in general, I'm sorry for photography in general. Well, um, I'll say dressing room project just because room. like we're on that and then I'll get into the studio, yeah. but um Dressing room project, the the shot, the perfect shots are the ones where it's an actual, where it's a real moment happening. I mean, I shoot everything in time, in real time, right? So, um, so since I shoot everything in real time, I, uh, um, you know, like the Brittany Johnson photo, right? Why I picked that one, and that story is really crazy because. Um, we knew that we had to get that picture out, right? Like the having the press mindset. So I had my uh, my connector, my my memory card connector to my iPhone. So after the shoot at intermission, uh, I turned my phone off for the first act. At intermission, I uploaded the pictures to my phone. 
found one right at the end. And it was the picture of her moving the chair. And I edited it at intermission on my phone, sent it off to the press reps. They approved, I turned off my phone for act two. They approved it. And I turned on my phone, posted it. And then my phone died. And so I went backstage, congratulated Brittany, saw my friend Nancy Opal, and um, hung out backstage there a little bit and then came home. And about, you know, 40 minutes later, I turned on my phone and it was going viral. It was going like it had already like a thousand retweets or something like that by the time I got home. And uh, so that was wild. But why I love that picture is because it's such an honest and clear moment. Um, She's not doing anything miraculous. She's moving her chair. And I think why that's really special in that moment is because she is about to make history in this moment and change so many lives. But right there, she is doing something as pedestrian as organizing her space, making sure everything is in order so she can go out on stage and nail it. And I think that's why that picture speaks sort of a thousand words. Um, but then like in the studio for headshots, it's, it's much different. And that that's like a, um, that's a whole other episode. But I think when you're getting your, your headshots taken or your, uh, your um, publicity photos, ultimately it's about understanding yourself and the point of view that you want to set forward. Because when there's, um, a point of view, a very specific point of view, mm-hmm. it informs, pic- because pictures per- serve purposes, right? The reason why we have pictures is to serve a purpose. It's to invoke an emotion. It's it's a call to action. That's what all of this is. A headshot is a call to action. Um, uh, the call to action being, this is what I look like. In this circumstance, I match the world of your musical or play. Call me into your audition. It's the same thing with press photos. This is what I look like. This is the energy that I evoke. If you match with this photo, if you see this photo and you and you like what you see, you should be a, an audience member of mine. You should be a part of me. So um, as long as it has a specific point of view and a call to action, so there's a call to action and a purpose, I think that's when a photo is really good. I love that. That is That is really, really interesting stuff. You know, I want to switch gears a little bit, being that you are a multi-hyphenate, you are involved in so many exciting things. Um, I want to talk about that a little bit. You know, you are, in my opinion, number uh, New York City's number one multi-hyphenate. <laughs> yeah. And for those who may be scratching their heads, what is a multi-hyphenate and why is it important for creatives to know about this and become one? Yes. A multi-hyphenate <laughs> is an artist who has multiple proficiencies that cross-pollinate to help flourish professional capabilities. And if you're looking at me like, what the hell did he just say? It's basically in layman's terms, I do a lot of stuff. And the stuff that I do all um, uh, infiltrates and informs the other. So I'm a photographer, producer, performer, writer, and podcaster. And all those things inform the other to survive and exist. So that's what I consider as a multi-hyphenate. Yes, it is. I love that. That you explained that so well, and so I'm so glad you uh, said that. <laughs> and, and so, on that, one of your many 
uh, multi-hyphen it's you mentioned producer photographer you are the upcoming director of photography for a new project called the pink unicorn oh my god my first interview for pink unicorn wow can you tell me a little bit about the project what is pink unicorn oh my god uh, pink unicorn uh, give me a little bit more information especially with incredible alice ripley you know you're, this is so exciting because you are genuinely getting like the first hand at this like i i actually didn't even think that you were going to ask me about this which is kind, which is kind of cool um yeah we you know we're in pre-production right now we start filming on may 10th um and it's very very exciting uh i saw the original off-broadway run and alice and i I can't remember if we had started to become friends yet or we had only photo, I don't, I, I can't remember, but um, but uh, I think I had, I can't remember, but we were, I think our friendship was starting around then. Mm -hmm. And um, I had seen the run of the Pink Unicorn off-Broadway produced by Out of the Box Theatrics. And it was in a very tiny church. And out of the box, theatrics does site, very site-specific pieces. And so this was done in a church. And the Pink Unicorn is about a mother named Trisha Lee in uh, Sparkton, Texas, uh, which is not a real town, but it's basically, you know, small town USA. And her child comes out as genderqueer. And it's her journey of acceptance and understanding what that means. Um, so... Uh, it's a it's a funny funny piece filled with dramatic moments and heart and when i saw it off broadway i went that's a movie that's a film and this was about i want to say almost almost three years ago now and um so this is going to put into perspective how you know how uh how long something takes you know what i mean uh, to come into fruition. And so I started, I had the conversations, I started conversations with out of the box. And then, uh, Liz Fleming, the artistic director of out of the box theatrics introduced me to this woman, Colleen cook, who started, who has started to, uh, get her toes wet in producing and the theater. And we have now become very good friends. And then, uh, and then the Pink Unicorn had an off-Broadway run at the Cell, and then it had a regional run at Home Del Theater in New Jersey. And you know, I was just like keeping up to date with the with the life. And then the pandemic happened, and we sort of were like, you know what? This is a one-woman play that we're thinking of making into a one-woman film. I think we could do this in the confines of something socially distant or the SAG jurisdiction of what they're allowing us to do in this pandemic. And sure enough, got SAG approved and we had pushed production. We had pushed production twice. We were supposed to do, uh, uh, we had, uh, we were talking about doing it at the end of 2019, I believe. And then we were supposed to do it in April and now we're officially filming in um, May 10th. So it's, it's really exciting. And uh, it's a very small team, creative team but we're doing it. We actually just had a, a, a production meeting today at four, keeping each other up to date, staying really, um, staying really on top of it. And we're ready to press go soon. That is really exciting and super amazing. And I'm so glad I got the first you uh, did. information about it. Where will it, where will it be available for us to uh, watch it when it is finished? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So we're actually uh, talking with a few potential distributors, uh, which is which is very exciting on you know on the producing front. I'm going to be producer as well as director of photography. So not only am I producing this this baby with with Liz Fleming and Colleen Cook, but I'm also going to be filming it. Uh, it's going to be my camera work, which I'm really excited about. And um, and nerve wracking, and you know, because I was I was on camera B. I was executive producer for Indoor Boys, and you know we're a no, an Emmy nominated series created by Wes Taylor and Alex Wise. And uh, I was on camera B for season two and season three, but this I think I'm ready to do. And I have a really supportive team behind me that really believes in me. And I'm just like I have all this new equipment that I'm ready to put to work. <laughs> and um, it's just it's very exciting. So yeah, distributors we're talking right now. But we're really sort of hoping to do the um, the uh, um, the film festival circuit oh, that first. Works. So that it might it might be a second before the world sees it, but I think we're going to do the film festival circuit first. That would be really special to have that there for sure. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm excited. And I didn't know you were producing as well. That's even more exciting. Um, is this going to be your first project uh, indoors, your first indoor live sort of uh, experience since COVID? Filming, Ooh. producing, and sort of, you know, um, yeah. the rain's on. Yeah, I think so. I guess so. Like, um, uh, my first... Uh, well, I've done a few things in COVID where I've produced, like um, I did a virtual gala for the Hancock Frenchwoods Arts Alliance called Moments in the Woods. And that was with Lin-Manuel Miranda and Todd Recall and, and uh, Jason Alexander. And then um, I was DP of Betsy Wolf's Christmas concert, which was filmed at Holmdel Theater. And then I was DP of this, and this was not released. This was a private screening of Leslie Kritzer's um, holiday show that she filmed specifically for the actor's home. So I've done quite a few things in quarantine, socially distant and safe and all that stuff. But this is going to be the first, like, like this is like a SAG approved, we're, we're going for this. this. This is a production. This is a film. Wow. And I do also want to say that The Pink Unicorn is also written by Elise Foyer Eddy. I, I didn't say that before, and I just want to make sure that that's known, that uh, that Elise, the playwright, is absolutely, it's, it's exceptional writing, and um, I'm really excited that she was able to grant us the her blessing to do this as a film. That is just wonderful, and I, I can't wait to see it whenever it is um release one day i know it's going to be incredible especially i can't wait with, to see it too geez especially with all those exciting people behind it and you as well and alice it's going to be wonderful i know for sure thank you that's very uh, sweet you're welcome yeah of course so another thing on your plate that you do often which i love is you are also a podcast host you yes successful podcasts how did they come about and how have you been able to express yourself uh, with the podcast in a different way than you know your normal mediums of performing and photography yeah, I have two very different podcasts. One is Dear Multi-Hyphenate, which is my um, front lines, business, uh, theater making podcast. You know, it's very um, of today, forward thinking about artistry and the business and uh, 
that's the, that's the way that it is. And it's funny, you know, it's not like it's, it's, it's not like it's, it's, it's like, um, you know, it, it's not fun to listen to. Like, you know, I have some really great, often funny conversations with my guests, but, um, you know, the whole idea of your multi hyphen is for you to be able to learn something about yourself and be able to, um, take the next steps in your artistic career and if you're in, feel inspired and it's about building community. But then my other podcast, uh, my Broadway memory, uh, started at the top of the pandemic when I was going through my playbills and I just made a video because I realized looking at my playbills, I was like, Oh my God, a lot of these people that have signed my playbills have become my friends and like people I would just like call, like, call up to be like, what are you doing? You want to get lunch? You know what I mean? And I had once stage doored them. And, um, and I was like, I'm going to make a video of me going through my playbills at random and talking about the experiences I had seeing those shows. And my, uh, my first co-host was Brian Sedita and he, um, reached out was like, I love what you're doing. And I think we should make this a show together. And I was like, okay, my plate's a little full, but let's try it out. Next thing you know, every week we're doing a live show where we have guests come on and they pull playbills like I did. And it's a conversation about keeping Broadway alive, my Broadway memory. Uh, towards the end, Brian had to step back because his schedule got a little crazy and then my boyfriend remy germanario took over so since about october november remy has been the co-host but now as as the things are starting to return our our plates are getting full and we're sort of now putting the show in just the audio setting and really we're backlogging a bunch of episodes and just keeping them to um to audio episodes and every once in a while we'll have a live show. But uh, my Broadway memory is sort of taking the back burner right now. It's sort of, um, you know, we're backlogging things. It's not as, uh, it's not as um, live as it was, you know, we're still going to keep the storytelling going and that's something you should absolutely subscribe to on, on, uh, on, you know, Apple podcasts and Spotify and all that good stuff. But the podcast that I work on that is really current and very much a part of my life is Dear Multi-Hyphenate. And uh, I just released an episode yesterday with Jen Waldman, um, who is an absolute brilliant leader in this industry. I'm one of the original contemporary multi-hyphenates. She was in the Titanic national tour and on Broadway, and she was Anessa Rose on Broadway as well and, and national tour. And she just opened up a um, a studio, uh, an acting studio where she uh, she's an acting teacher and an acting coach and a business owner and a um, and a choreographer and a director. And she's just really brilliant. And uh, a lot of people really love her a lot and love her mentality of the industry. So she's on my on my on my podcast. Uh, exclusively released yesterday on Broadway Podcast Network, yesterday and today, and tomorrow it will be released everywhere you listen and download podcasts. That is, I love that. That is exciting. Uh, what have you learned about yourself as a 
person um, in doing podcasts? Is there something you've learned about yourself that you didn't know that uh, you learned from this or you are learning? Yeah, that's a, um, that's a really great question. Um, I, hmm. Communication is really important and the way to convey words is very important. And there's a great quote that my professor, Cynthia Henderson, brilliant Cynthia Henderson at Ithaca College once taught me. And that is, if you can't explain it simply, you don't know it well enough. And Albert Einstein said that. And uh, I think as a podcast host, that is very important because you can't, you have to be concise with your questions and your points of view in order to keep the ball rolling. So I love words and I love talking if you couldn't tell. So, but when I am in charge and when I am like, I, and, and it's my house that I'm hosting in, I have to be able to find the through line of the story. How, and it's all improv, right? Because like, if we're going from, I, if you're at point A, I need to figure out how we're going to go to point C, to point B, to point C. And then how am I going to wrap this up? What is the through line? What is the, um, what is the, the meaning of all this? So I think figuring out how to speak in a concise way to my guests uh, helps me sort of see the... Um, the meaning and the the reason for what this conversation is about. And that bleeds into my normal life too. I love that. That's great. And it's, it's super important, especially as an interviewer, as a person, just to be able to do all of that. And I love that uh, it is carried over into your uh, yeah. everyday life as well. <laughs> so yeah. I, had I had mentioned earlier about multi-hyphenate, uh, being a multi-hyphenate yeah. multi workshop. Um, I would love to do a little plug for you to do a little plug. Do you have a upcoming um, work uh, multi-hype session one workshop in the works that um, creatives who are interested can join? They want to learn more. They've heard us rant and rave about it. Is there uh, one coming up that is in the books? Yes, there is. <laughs> and I will tell you that in two seconds. Amazing. Is, as I look at my phone, it is <laughs> drum roll drum roll we start may 17th and it is for the first level um it is may 17th may 19th and may 21st it is a week-long intensive um monday wednesday and friday you get two days off in between look at that that's gorgeous Just added that now <laughs> we love thinking on our feet um and uh yeah so uh you know, Rai, you were a part of the class. What did you, did, what did you learn from the class? What did you experience in the class? Yeah, well, this class changed my life as a creative, as a person. I left never being the same person in the best way possible. I learned that it's okay to wear many hats, to be a multi-hyphenate and found yeah. work. I also learned that the biggest thing is there's no rules. There is no rules to this game called life, this game that we're playing. And I don't mean game, I mean in a you know 
explaining sense. I don't mean that, that it's a game, but, but in this world, oh, it's a game. <laughs> yeah, in this game, that there is no rules. That you know, we are writing the book as we go, and to not apologize, to you know, do it with dignity and with pride, and to um, you know, never you know, never be like, well, I don't know if I should do that. You know, nobody's been a, a producer and a, you know, host or nobody's ever been a, a, a you know, a business owner and a, a talk show host. I don't, I don't know. That might go a little bit above, above the norm to just do it. There's nothing that says, you know, you can't. And um, I also learned that um, there's so much more to the creative mindset than just one thing. And I'll be honest with you, it drove home for me everything that I had been thinking over the last two or three years since I moved to the city of like my brain being like, well, I want to do this and I want to do that. Like the, my passion is, you know, hosting and doing that, but I also yeah. really love producing. And like, that's where my, also my dream is. And I also want to do this, but like, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I'm allowed. And to be able to take away that there are other people like me that are like this and that there are, uh, steps to to become this and to do it successfully yeah. and one of the things from the class too which if you take it you'll learn um you work on a prod you get to work on a project that you either have been thinking about or that you created that time and you really get a more uh honed in approach from three of the best people in this industry oh, thank you uh, from a marketing standpoint from a business standpoint from a creative standpoint and that really helped me a lot um in the project that i you know I'm working on and developing and then by producing end and uh I, and i not and believe me i i have i say it till i'm blue in the face i am not just making it up it changed my life and i do really highly highly suggest any creatives out there take the course learn more about yourself about who you are as a creative and understand that especially as we come into this new world of uh, post-pandemic life um that there is more to um being a creative than just, you know, just being a singer or just being an actor or just being a, uh, you know, uh, uh, even a, even a, a, you know, a barista or being a, you know, you can do it all and uh, feel no shame for it and lead a very successful life. And there's a name for it, multi-hyphenate. So. Yes. Yeah. You just want to make sure that they all inform the other. Yes. That's, that's all that, that's what it's about is how you could take all your proficiencies and tie them into one experience that is, right. you know, ride the news guy. And that is Michael Kushner, you know, actor, photographer, producer, writer, podcaster. And yeah, we do. I think that's my favorite thing about the class is that we sort of take whether or not you're working on something actively or you're like, well, I do have this idea. We do give you active steps yes. and active homework assignments that by the time the class is done you will have taken the steps to create that idea or to take that idea that you have already started to the next level so um it, it's it's really hands-on it is not us giving you a, a a lecture or a webinar it is open discussion and hands-on so yeah our sixth session which is incredible to say our sixth session is uh Mar is May 17th and it's usually at 6 p.m. Um, that I don't think we have decided on times just yet but uh, please email us at multihypeworkshop at gmail.com and we will get you all set up yes you, uh, you must and 
implore everyone to to do so. It was I was part of session two, or yes, I guess session two, and it was wonderful. Wow. Well, uh, wow. Yeah, group two, and then um, so definitely uh, it's something great you've created, and I am just so happy to see the progress that it's being made. Yeah, right. Thank you so much for allowing me to talk about the class. It really is such oh. an ex exciting experience. Oh, my pleasure. You know, I've always wondered this. What have you learned about yourself um, from all of your multi-hyphenates uh, as a performer, photographer, podcast host, all that in between? What have you learned, the number one thing that maybe you have learned about yourself over these years, um, whether it was, you know, uh, something that you knew that just solidified it or something that you didn't know that you discovered as a multi-hyphenate? I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I think that's what I've learned is that every day is something new to uh, make a decision about. And like, I can only act accordingly based on the patterns that have worked for me in the past. Yeah. And sometimes it requires a new journey, a new decision. And that's the most exciting thing about being a multi-hyphenate is like, I am the only one answering for me. I have literally no representation. I have no, I have a lawyer, but I don't have anyone in my corner that is getting me jobs. Really? No one. No. Not even as an actor. And it's hysterical to me because I'm like, it's like, it's funny because like the agents that I, I have worked with agents in the past yeah. and uh, the last one I was with, I left and I didn't seek another one for quite a few years. And I've had a manager here and there, but it just wasn't what was needed in that time. And I am starting to search again now just because I'm like, well, for my actor hyphen, the place that I want to be, I think definitely does require some, um, some, you know, representation, some help in that corner, because as an actor, the stuff that I've done has basically been all self-produced. And while my, who else is going to tell my story other than me, mm -hmm. um, it would be nice to have, you know, a, a gig on TV, or it would be nice to, you know, go into, uh, uh, an audition for a new musical like you know but but that's the thing it's like being a multi-hyphenate is like i have the agency of my career to be like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go search for that now right you know what i mean like what what's lacking in my in my in my world oh i don't have any representation right now i'm gonna go do that i mean i i had no representation at all in regards to like no one was helping me with contracts. It was all me, me doing my research, me asking like a lawyer friend, like what their thoughts were. But now I have representation in that aspect where it's I have someone, some, which is very important, someone going over contracts for me and going over, you know, NDAs and going over, um, you know, just I, I have a project that I'm going to be announcing very soon, which is very exciting. Uh, I can't do it yet, but it's like going to be a very, very exciting project, but it it is literally taking months of negotiating. But that's the thing about being a multi-hyphenate is like having the agency is learning that having agency over your career is the most liberating and, and rewarding thing in the world because no one got me here except 
except myself. I mean, yes, people have got me here, like with a, you know, collaborative environment, but like, because I have established those relationships, because I have, I got up in the morning and I said, you know who I'm going to email? I'm going to email that person I met last night at Glasshouse Tavern and said, anytime you have a question, reach out. And guess what? I have three questions and I'm going to reach out. Um, because you never know where that relationship takes you. So, um, I think that that is one of the best things that I've learned about myself is that our agency is our best sub, sub, is our best structure as an artist. That is that is really really great. I I love that, and it's that is important. I think it's probably one of the um, best things that people can know. And it's funny, you and I are sort of on the same page in the. Um, representation front because I'm at a point where I'm in that blend where I've never had a representation before. Um, I Years ago, I used to do print and modeling work and I had stuff for that, but I'm at a point where like with you, I'm like, I'd really love to do some TV hosting work or personality yeah. work or, you know, it, it's great, you know, the doing things on your own, you know, you get to collaborate and stuff, but to be able to take yourself to that next level. And so I'm in that same boat right now, sort of doing some research and seeing how, you know, uh, you know, continue to do my multi hyphenates, but help in that aspect of in the hosting um, multi hyphenate be able to, you know, expand that um, further. And I think we talked about this over the weekend. It would just be great if there was an agent for uh, that represented a multi hyphenates, you know? <laughs> I know. And that's kind of cool is like, will there be? They're starting yeah. to like boil some like multi hyphenate like help in terms of that. Like, you know, I'm working with um, someone that you know, just very basic ground work of like, they are sort of acting as an agent where, you know, they're sort of helping me get appearances and get, you know, certain, you know, um, co like college mass, uh, I don't want to say masterclass. That's, I don't like using that word college, um, you know, workshops or a podcast guest, you know, and that is really, really awesome because that, relieves a huge workload off of myself, off of out, you know, off of me. So um, that is sort of what an agent does as well. So like um, that has been nice to experience. <laughs> that, especially for somebody who's as busy as you, it must be very nice to have that extra thing taken off your plate in a way, you know, that extra um, thing that that person can serve in that point. So, yeah. Well, as we finish up here, um, do some plugging. Where can we keep up with you? Where can we follow? What are the sites, the socials, everything in between where we can keep up with you? Yes. Um, I am at the Michael Kushner. It is in my, yes, at the Michael Kushner uh, on Instagram and TikTok. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to do the TikTok thing. And... Uh, my boyfriend, it's, it's amazing to watch him on TikTok because he has, he does these great impressions and he's going viral on TikTok. So follow him as well. Remy Germanario because <laughs> his, his stuff is really great. Um, and I'm really proud to watch, you know, watch him, you know, build an audience and sort of go just like take that risk and just be like, what happens if I put on a wig and I do my thing? And literally he has over, he has over 2 million views on his TikTok videos. It's wild. And, but so well-deserved, you know what I mean? Cause he's hysterical. Um, and that's just another thing of like trusting 
yourself and like having the agency to just be like, I'm going to get a wig. I'm going to put on this outfit. I'm going to write my own thing and like just recording and just record it, put it out there. And who the hell cares? Um, you know what I mean? And that's been really cool. It's been really cool to watch. Um, so yeah, follow me on TikTok and uh, also my podcast, Dear Multi Hyphenate. Um, a new episode comes out every other week. Uh, podcast was yeah, it's it's actually Dear Multi. Oh, I my, I deleted my Twitter. That doesn't oh. exist anymore. Okay, it's totally cool. I just do not like Twitter. Okay. Um, but uh, I'm Dear Multi. That's why I couldn't find you when I went to tag you uh, today. I was like, I knew he was on Twitter. Am I making this up? Now I know. No, I deleted my Twitter, but um, I'm at Dear Multi Hyphenate on Instagram. And it's lovely to be there. And um, yeah, every episode, every other Monday, uh, this one features Jen Waldman. It's a really, it's a really, really great episode. I'm really happy about it. Uh, there's so much incredible stuff, especially about how the industry views multi-hyphenates. And it's just really awesome. There's a lot to take away with it. So please listen to it. And yeah, and then the dressing room project um, is also on Instagram. I haven't updated it in months because, you know, COVID. COVID and breathing space. And I don't want to post every single picture I've taken backstage. I still want to be able to have stuff to release if it is ever a coffee table book. Um, I hope so. That's not the project that I, I've been negotiating. No, right. It's something different. But that's, you know, could be also in the works soon. A lot of people are like, this should be a coffee table book. I'm like, I, I know. Photos. So, I mean, really, I, and you're uh, in the Humper magazine. That, that, so, it needs to be something because I love staring at them. Just... And there's, a, there's still a lot to um, release and sort of talk about. But, um, and also a lot more to shoot. So, eventually, I think that would be really cool. And um, so, yeah, I think there's a, a few places to find me and always reach out. Let me know how I can help you better serve you as an artist, because that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to, here to collaborate and create and serve with all of you. Yes. Yes, he is. And for those who may be interested in wanting to uh, work with Michael in a in, in the photography sense, I have to push this michaelkushnerphotography.com. You can go to that because I cannot say enough about just how oh. genius this person that Michael is as a photographer. I mean, my photos just were incredible and you will see all the other incredible people he has shot. I just, he works magic behind that lens. And so I want to make sure that uh, for those who are interested in getting new photos, updates, michaelkushnerphotography.com. You must, must, must um, reach out. And he's got different packages and different things. And he, work, uh, and he works with you and what you're looking for. And I was a, a unique case and he worked with what I wanted. And just, it was the, it was, it was on my birthday too. And it was just the best experience I've had in a long time, especially um, during COVID. And uh, just, it, uh, he makes everyone so happy. And everyone I've talked to who has, shot with him. It's nothing but good things. So make sure you go to that website too. If you want. Right, that's very, very kind of you. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. And for those of you who want to keep up with me, um, feel free to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Rye underscore Myers. I'm also on Facebook at official Rye Myers slash official Rye Myers. And uh, as a reminder, if you love what you are watching, I'd love if you'd consider helping to support the show. You can go to rye slash donate. Um, 
or you can scan the, the nifty QR code right here as well if you're interested, um, or go to ridethenewsguy.com. Michael, thank you so much. Before I let you go, is there anything I didn't touch on, anything uh, you'd like to talk about, maybe something I did, didn't plug? I want to make sure I get everything that you want to it, say. If I talk about myself anymore, I'll bust. So thank you. That's good. Uh, you're welcome. Well, I'm so thankful you took the time. and so glad that I got to talk to you one-on-one -on -one about um, your incredible career and, uh, you know, sort of uh, doing a 180 with everyone from, you know, the three of you, Ashley Kate Adams and Kimberly Faye Greenberg were my first guests. I have you now individually. Uh, next week, I think, is, is Kimberly Faye. Oh. And then in two weeks after that is Ashley Kate Adams. So Yay. just getting those multi high I love that. We'll always come on your fabulous show. You create an incredible, very safe environment for your guests. So thank you for that. Well, that's what I aim to do. And that is my main purposes. And so and very, and very thoughtful questions as well, like very unique yeah. and thoughtful questions. So thank you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. Of course, Rye. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Hi, friend. It's Rye Myers, your Broadway and entertainment BFF. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Live with Rye, the podcast. I hope you got value out of it. Hey, do me a big favor. Download this episode and make sure you subscribe to this podcast and also leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The more five-star ratings and review that I have, the better this podcast does. So I need your help and support. So make sure you leave that five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcast. And hey, if you want to watch this episode or all my other podcast episodes in video form, you can click the link in the show notes to go to my YouTube channel where you can see all of these episodes in video form. It's really, really cool. So make sure you head over there to watch this in full video form as well. Well, thank you so much for watching and I will see you next Thursday for another episode of Live with Rye the Podcast. Make sure you keep it locked here for all episodes of Live with Rye the Podcast. Thanks so much and have a great night.